standard Bible. It reads as such in our hymn. Who being Jesus, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as a thing to grasp. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant and being made in the likeness of man. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself again, becoming obedient to the point of death. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Death on the cross. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you. For this reason also, God has highly exalted him <clears throat> and bestowed upon him a name which is above Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that at the name yes. of Jesus. Yes, Somebody say that with me. So at the name yes. of Jesus. where you will have us to be. Allow your word to have free course as we attempt to preach. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I've been trying to convey to us through this series the profoundness of God sending a baby and yet giving us a son. Sending a child and yet sending us a son. Talking about the humanity of Jesus and the divinity of Jesus. How the two concide together, how the two come together as one and understanding, trying to help us to understand that if our view of Jesus begins at Bethlehem, we have too small of a view of Jesus. Y'all need to walk with me. And for some of us, we, we really don't, and I, and I admit that it bogs the imagination of how God could be in Jesus and how Jesus can be a man and yet God. Uh, I struggle with that truth myself. As a matter of fact, you got to quit explaining it and just accept it. At some point, you, you got to rest your mind and say, since he said it, I believe it. At some point, faith got to kick in where rationale can't, 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 can't grapple with it. Here is Paul and 
and he's writing, and if you're not careful, you will miss the profoundness of this passage. Yes, Paul takes us before the Bethlehem experience into the foreverness, or have always beenness of Jesus, to the incarnation of Jesus that is becoming a, a man, to the exalting of Jesus, to the last days of Jesus being exalted and everyone seeing who he really is. Oh, yes, sir. In this short passage, Paul takes us from the beginning to the end. And, and let, me, let, me, let me just say this. And you want to be on the right side of truth when this happens. <laughs> uh, let me just say this. This will help you in your walking and your talking if you know this. Walk with me in this, that, that we may be to, to catch what Paul is trying to say. Somehow God transported Paul and showed Paul some glory. Because there's no way he could have seen this unless God showed it to him. He sees the Lord Jesus before he became humanity. And he sees him up in glory. And in our text it says, though he was in the form of God, matter of fact, you got to stop right there. You got to put a pin in that. Because what he's saying is, is that before he became a man, when you saw him, you saw him as God. But let me ask you, who can be God but God? Who can have the glory of God but God, not a lesser God, not another God, but God. When, when, when you see, I believe that when you see the manifestation or the appearance of Jehovah God in the Old Testament, what you are actually seeing is the third person of the Godhead who is showing up like that. The reason I say that is because Jesus is the Logos. He is the expression of God who communicates all about God to man. He didn't start that in Bethlehem, but he started that in Genesis. What you talking about, Reverend? I'm talking about that when, when, when God came walking in the cool of the gate in the day to Adam and Eve, it was Jesus as God walking in the cool of the day. What I'm saying is, is that when Moses saw the burning bush, it was the second person of the Godhead who was a fire in the bush. What I'm saying is, when the three Hebrew boys were thrown in the fiery furnace and someone showed up and took the heat out the fire, oh, I take that back. He put an air conditioner around the three Hebrew boys. It was Jesus in the Allow me to prove it a little bit farther. This gospel gives us a hint of it that when in the gospel, chapter John, chapter 12, beginning somewhere in verse 40, and he's talking about Isaiah, we said, who will believe our report? We said, who, 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 who will believe what we got to say? He said, when Isaiah saw him high and lifted up in Isaiah chapter 6, John reports that when Isaiah saw God sitting on the throne and the seraphims are worshiping him, many of us think it's God the Father, but it's really Jesus in his glory sitting on the throne. Somebody said, is there two thrones? No, it just seemed to be one throne. But when you see the expression of God, it is the logos of the Godhead, which means the part of God that shows up is Jesus before he became Jesus and became a man. Well, why is this so important? The reason why this is so important is we don't understand how far he dropped down to become one of us. 
When he says equality, he means that he is all of God, and all that God is, is in Christ, not a lesser God. No, no. Now, I know that in the gospel, he says that I, I became a servant, but he came a servant in, in, in saving us. Yes, sir. But before he became a man, he was God. Amen. You can go through Isaiah chapter 43, 45, 46, 47, and God constantly is saying it, who is like me? There is nobody else like me. I am God all by myself. He said, there is no other God. And he's God singular, and he expresses himself through three personalities, and, and he strictly says, there is nobody like me. I mean, I mean, I mean, the problem is, it's not that we got too high of opinion of ourselves, most of us, is that we got too low of opinion of God. I'm going to throw something out here, and most of us won't like it. But understand what I'm doing. I'm doing a comparison that we can understand. God coming down to our level is even greater than us coming down to the level of an ant. I'm not making us ants, but I'm making how awesome God is. Somebody in the office said, won't you make it a gnat? I said, gnat, ant, ant, gnat. It really doesn't make a difference. Because what it represents is how God is so beyond. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Transcendent means beyond. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. See, if we really saw him as that, it may change our attitude. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. If we really understood what he did to become one of us, yes, then yes. maybe we'd be understand that he loves us. Yes. Yeah. If we really understood the cost he paid come on, come of how he humbled himself, yeah. perhaps we wouldn't be so hard to humble ourselves to serve somebody else. Yeah. If we really see how he paid a great cost. Yeah. Listen, listen, yeah. listen, 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 yeah. listen. It's not that he changed who he is. The essence of who he is can't change. <laughs> Let me explain. God is holy. That is a characteristic of God. And no matter what you do with him, he can't help but be holy. But Jesus took his omnipresence. I think he, he told his all-knowing to stop. I think he took his all powerfulness to stop yes, when he wrapped himself up yes, in human flesh uh, and came down 42 generations woo. and was born in a manger, not Glory. in a palace, in a manger Hallelujah. in Bethlehem. Y'all need to walk with me. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. he became one of the creatures he made. Listen, the miracle is yes, that someone that awesome yes, that even the angels got to worship wrapped himself up and hid himself of the glory that was his to have. Talking to a young man, y'all heard the story. See, I don't understand. I've talked to a lot of people that I don't understand if he was God, why would he do that? Love. I, I, I don't really try to say I, I understand it. I just know that love is awesome. If love moved God to make a move like that, then love is awesome. That's why love is what the church ought to be filled of because it doesn't matter if what we do if we don't do it in love. 
That is the number one motivation behind what the church is, is ought to be about. Because that was the number one motivation for God becoming one of us. Uh, I don't think y'all hear me yet. Let me, let, me, let me run through this. Let me run through this. You see, since God can't change his character, and don't get me wrong, God is holy. Oh, shut your mouth. God is as much holiness as he is love. So there's a conflict on the table. Though he loves us, but because we sin, his holiness got to judge us. And though he loves you, his character of holiness got to judge you. So there's a conflict on the table. You know why I'm so glad about it? God took a problem that was our problem and made it his problem. Because it was a problem that you and I couldn't solve. <laughs> so, so, listen. It's not that you sin. The problem is you are a sinner. Because when Adam disobeyed, his nature changed. So guess what? We do what we are. It's not what you do make you what you are. You do what you do because you are. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. That's why no matter how good you are, you still are what you are. So quit trying to be what you ain't. Because no matter how many times you dot the I and cross the T, there's some I's you didn't dot, and there's some T's you didn't cross because of who you are. And when we don't depend on Christ, we remain who we are. Now, hold on. I'm not giving no saints no excuse. Because if you're in Christ, you're now a saint. Which means that though you used to be a sinner, and the sinner nature still want to rise up, you now got a new nature that gives you the power to say no to the old nature. So I'm not, don't, let me say this loud, because I know folks. Don't say Reverend Venice said, because I'm a sinner, I get to do what I am. What I said was before Jesus, you was nothing but a sinner. Me too. But ever since Jesus, we got a new nature. Now we got a new nature to combat the old nature. And the new nature is stronger than the old nature. So you don't have to do what you used to do. Is that clear enough or do I need to go over again? Okay, let's, go, let's get back to the problem on the table. Since sin came in by man, only a man could fulfill the character and no moral obligation could take it out the way. Listen, I hear something. This is what I have. Well, if God loved us, why did he set such a high bar for us? Wait a minute. Then you don't understand what the Ten Commandments are. The Ten Commandments is a description of the moral excellence of God. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me say that again. The Ten Commandments is a description of the moral excellence of the character of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And when he originally made Adam, he made Adam up to that standard. So while Adam was in his holy state, come on, come on. there was no problem for him to walk in that moral excellence. Uh-huh. 
The only problem came in is when he decided by his own will to not do what God wanted him to do. Listen, he didn't even have the he didn't even have the sin issue that we have. Y'all didn't hear that. Let me explain something. Jesus did not come like you. He came like the first half. So the level that Jesus could walk in is a level you and I can't walk in. But he came in the power of the first half. Listen, let me, let me, let me, can I step back a little bit farther? He didn't even do his miracles in the power of God. He did it as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Want me to prove that? John chapter 3, somewhere around 33, 34, 35, it says that Jesus was given the Spirit without measure. Because when the dove came on him, the Holy Spirit, at baptism, it remained on him. Okay? If he was operating as God, he wouldn't need the Holy Spirit to operate. He's God. But because now he's operating as a man, he has to be empowered with an anointing to do what he do. That's why Isaiah 61 said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Well, why does he need an anointing if he's operating as God? But since he's operating as a man, but he got the Spirit of God without limits, which means that all the anointing on all of us together don't equal the anointing that was on Jesus. Don't, don't ever think you got all the anointing because you couldn't handle the anointing. You just got a part of the anointing. But the part you got, you ought to use. So, did you know you can't handle even what you got? That's why if you're not walking right, it affects the anointing on you because it's a, it's a, it's a monkey on that line somewhere. Let me explain. I was trying to water the grass, and I knew I had the water line all the way up, but my sprinkler didn't go no farther than here. I, I knew... I turned on the host, the, the, the water line full power. So I figure maximum output ought to equal maximum water spray. Since I got limited water spray, there's something wrong with the line to the output. Oh, yeah. Come on, do math with me. So I started walking the line backwards. And I came to the place where the line was. Now, I didn't have to turn up the output from the hose anymore. It's already turned up. But I needed to fix. What's clicking the line of your power? Because if there's no power to right, walk right, and you're hooked up to the power line, then you need to back up to the line and find out what do you need to move out the way so that the power can flow through your line. Because evidently, you either not hooked up or you clicked up. Jesus operated full maximum power. Let me show you why that's so important. Because he was sinless, he was not supposed to die. They didn't kill him. I, I'm going to hit him myself. Stay right there. <laughs> so, he said, though he was in, he was, he was, he was God. He was, he was wrapped up as God. He was worshiped as God. He was God. Say that. He was God. That's, he God. Not a lesser God. God, there's only one God. He's God. But those listen. But when he saw our need, he 
did not hold on to his exalted state. That's it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Still God. Yes, sir. He lowered himself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He stooped down to us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. He stooped. You know what? This is awesome to me. This just hit me. I see three times when he played in dirt. Don't you remember the woman that was caught in adultery? And Jesus stooped down. Don't you remember in Genesis chapter 2? And it said that he and breathed into his natural. But I see another time. When they buried him in the grave, God stooped down. That's three, amen. Stay right there, stay right there. Taking on the form, taking on the body of a bond servant, became the, the servant of God, became the servant to us, to do for us, what we could not do Thank you, Lord. for Thank ourselves. Hallelujah. And being and being made in the likeness of the man. Watch this. Ocean is over there. But I take a I take a an eardrop, put water in it, and I take the water and I put it here and I put it under the microscope. Uh-huh. Don't you know that everything that is in the ocean is in this water? Uh-huh. Even though I moved it from its location, uh-huh. when I take the quality of, of the ocean, uh-huh. everything is in this water right here. It does not change what it is. It is water from ocean. Though Jesus changed location, it did not change who he is. Though he came down and became one of us, he was just as much God in a manger as he was when he stood on nothing and called into existence everything. I mean, I mean, it does not change. Though they see him as a man, he was still fully God. We better know this because if Satan is going to challenge anything, he's going to challenge this truth. He don't mind you worshiping if you don't really see Jesus. He don't mind you coming to church and being a quote-unquote good person if you don't see Jesus. Matter of fact, I, I, I believe that unless you see Jesus and understand what he went through, you don't understand that you got purpose. See, to the degree he went to to save you ought to make you realize that no matter what you go through, that there's a purpose in with your name on it. That he went this far to get you. That he just didn't get you. He got you for a reason. And no matter what you go through, you ought to stay focused on getting where God wants you to get. Listen, God does not do anything arbitrarily. When God does it, there's a purpose and intent for it. And though you may not understand it when you're going through it, if you are where you're supposed to be, then you need to get ready for your blessing because God's going to bring you up out of what you're going through because what you're going through is preparing you. Let me, let me hurry. Listen. He said, he emptied himself. Say that with me. He emptied himself. He, he took off his omnipresence. He, he took off his all-knowing. He took off his all-powerfulness. 
did not change his character, but his attributes, he wrapped up in human flesh. Thank you. You even never know the cost of our salvation. You would never know the cost that he paid to save you and I. The cross is just more than him being up there humiliated, but for him to come down. For him to leave glory. The creator of everything to become one of us is mind-boggling. Let me, let me go on, let me go on. Listen. Then he humbled himself to death. That's what he's saying. He didn't have to die. Death didn't take him. The cross didn't kill him. The fact it tells me that he said, he said, I commend my spirit into your hands, which means that he commanded death. Because he had no sin, he wasn't supposed to die. Which means that sin had no, that death had no power over him because the power of sin is death. Not just physical death, but separation. Jesus had to go through the whole levels of death, which means not just physical death, past, but just come past you. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lord, I don't want to be separated from you. I believe that the Garden of Gethsemane is not about physical death. The Garden of Gethsemane is about separation between him and his father. Talking to somebody in, in the office, and we was talking about this. I'll try to go through this real quickly. Something for a long time didn't make sense to me. Why would the demons that possessing the little boy throw the little boy in fire and try to drown him when that's their home. Uh, if, you, if you go home today and tear up your own house, something wrong with you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What's, what's this? What's this? What's this? Why would the person that, 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 that is in the tomb cutting himself and acting crazy. I mean, the demons are, and then he knows when Jesus said, don't send us out of here. Let us go. Listen, but, but they are acting out what they now are because the mercy of God has been withdrawn from them. There were angels in the presence of God they understood maximum joy, maximum to the ultimate level, but because they lost, they moved from their former state. Yeah. Now what you have them in a state of complete, utter agony. With a fit, let me put it another way. There is going to be no party in hell. Y'all, come on, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Y'all remember saying that. Y'all remember that we got a party in hell. No, you won't. There's no party in hell. There's a party in heaven, but there's no party. You know, we got to appear that they're going to be drinking, getting high in hell. Who told you? And we're going to be throwing down in hell. Don't raise your hand. Some of y'all said that sitting here, right here, up here, up here, up here. I might have said it a couple of times myself. I was ignorant, okay? I didn't know no better. Now I know better. I know that's right. I know that's right. Holy Ghost party over here. Hallelujah. It wasn't that much fun when we was doing what we 
And the capacity that any joy, any mercy comes from God. And hell is the absence of God's mercy, which means the capacity to have any of that is gone. And in the demons, we see a precondition of the mercy being withdrawn, and they're acting out what they are. C.S. Lewis is right. Listen to C.S. Lewis, theologian. This is what he said. He said, Earth is the best of heaven for those that's going to hell. Hold on. <laughs> let, 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 let me, do, do, I, do I need to explain for those that's on their way to hell? This is the best that it gets. Excuse my friends, hell to the dog. I mean, if this is the best it gets, now watch this. For those of us that's going to heaven, this is the worst of hell. Because he went to hell for us on the cross. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 53 is not going to come up. Verse 10 and 11 says that his soul travail and God was satisfied. The holiness of God said, the price has been. Hallelujah. Watch this. Even the death, he, he was obedient to death. Watch this. And he didn't have to be. He could have stopped it. And then, now watch this. Even the death of the cross. Cross was a tree. And the Old Testament said, any man who dies on a tree is cursed. Listen, he took the curse off of us. If you are in Christ Jesus, there is no curse on you. Watch the text move from 
the future to, to what Jesus did, from the past to the, 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 the present to the future. Yes, sir. And then watch God say, because of this, yes, because of this reason, watch the, mm. watch the principle mm. transition yes, sir. that is in this. He said, because he was willing to go low, yes, sir. I'm going to lift him up high. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Watch this. He said, because he came at the name of Jesus, yes, sir. I'm going to exalt the name Jesus. Y'all need to hear me. See, see, we can call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. We, we, we can call him you know, Jehovah, uh -huh. which is good, but look at the text. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. The text says, because in the person, in the name of Jesus, which means Savior, Hallelujah. he went down low. Yes, sir. He said, what I'm going to do is make the name Jesus lift yes, up high. Hallelujah. Now, y'all don't hear me. Yes, yes, you see, isn't it curious that folks don't get mad if you say God? They, they, don't, they don't get mad if you say, help me, Father. But if you say the name Jesus, a fight may break out. A fight may break out. Why do you think that folks get offended at the name of Jesus? <laughs> Why do you think folks, folks that don't, don't pray in any other name, but don't pray in the name of Jesus? See, we, we better quit trying to be cute, politically correct, because the power is in the name Jesus. Why? Because that's the name that they nailed on Calvary. That's the name that went in the grave. And that's the name that got up Sunday morning. So at the name of Jesus, there's power. Specifically. Specifically. What we don't understand is this is a picture of the future after the second resurrection yes, and everybody has been resurrected. Yes, those that's going to hell, those that's going to heaven yes. and, and, and all we think that folks that's going to hell is not going to go to heaven. They're going to go there for a few seconds. Yes. Why? Because because they're going to stand there and they're going to see all the glory of heaven. I think that Gabriel, who is the archangel, he's a messenger angel. He sends important messages. So maybe it's my imagination. But allow me to use my imagination. I think when everybody's there, Farrakhan's going to be there. Muhammad's going to be there. Atheist gonna be there, Confucius gonna be there, Buddha worshippers gonna be there, folks who don't like Jesus gonna be there. They're gonna be there, even though they don't wanna be there, they're gonna be there. And I think that there gonna be some horns blowing. And Gabriel gonna stand up that I like to introduce to you. to you. Some of them know him as the bright and morning star. Some of them know him as the lily in the valley. Some of them know him as the bridge over troubled water. Some of them know him as a doctor in the sick room. Some of them know him as the brother he keeps closer than the brother. Some of them know him as the great I am, I'd like to introduce to you his name that is above every 
name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. to be a reaction. It's going to be an impulse. Won't be able to help yourself. Somebody said, where you get that from? Let me show you where I get that from. In the Gospel of John, when they come to arrest him, and they said, we're looking for Jesus. He said, he said that I am he and all the soldiers fell down like dead. They couldn't help themselves. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, when, when I believe this angel says, at the name of Jesus, something gonna happen. See, I don't know about you. I'm not gonna wait till I fall. I'm already gonna be on my knees saying, Thank you, because you brought me, because you kept me, because you saved me, because you... And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, church, we just got a head start. <laughs> Everybody's going to do it. Whether they want to or not. The sad part is, those who just now realize the truth, it's too late. And they're going to depart from entering into the joy but we who overcame by the blood and our testimony but we who went through many trials and tribulations are going to enter into the joy of the Lord hold on I see something then I'm finished Notice that there is a parallel to how low he went down and to how high he was lifted up. Oh. Listen, listen, listen. You see, in the name of Jesus, he was brought low. So, in the name of Jesus, he's going to be lifted up high. You know what that tells me? That whoever goes low for his name, God's going to lift you high for his name. Has anybody been persecuted? some stars, but you kept on holding it on to his name. Listen, to the degree you went down for him, is the degree he's going to lift you up in him. Hold on. I, I, got, I got something for you. I don't think he's just talking about when we get to heaven. I think that there's going to be some turnarounds down here. Somebody said, prove it. David, come here. David, we need to hear from you. I would have fainted. I would have passed out. I would have gave up. Hope. I 
in our 